Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we welcome our very special guest, Lisa Cheerney. And I do have to give a little disclaimer warning right up front. If you have kiddos in the car, I'm going to say an F word (laughs) because Lisa, who has been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, is the host of the groundbreaking confession-based GFR, which stands for Get Fucking Real podcast. And she is the creator of the 12 Get Fucking Real Commandments. In 2014, after 15 years in business and speaking on over a thousand stages, Lisa got fucking real and dismantled her successful seven-figure business as the juicy marketing expert. She learned that just because something is successful and people like it doesn't mean that you have to keep doing it. Now she knows her mission is to help soulful entrepreneurs get fucking real so they can get out of their own way, help more people, and make more money. And I have to say that Lisa, when I um, started this show and I wrote the word spunkier, that was Lisa. That like Lisa was part of the DNA of this show. She has been a mentor of mine. She has been a client of mine, and she has been a dear, dear sister and spirit of mine for a decade now. And I have to celebrate that a decade ago, Lisa was one of my very first high-ticket clients. And so I am so grateful for her presence here on the show, and I am so grateful for her courageous stance for sole purpose-based entrepreneurs everywhere to get fucking real. Welcome to Wickedly Smart Women, Lisa. Thank you. I was thinking of myself too when you said spunky, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Well, I want to really just dive right in with you because I think for a lot of our listeners, we have what I like to call personal power struggles. And most often those personal power struggles are with ourselves. So I'd love to have you talk about your own journey to where you are right now as a leader, as a mentor, as a woman on purpose, a wickedly smart woman on purpose, and how you have navigated those personal power struggles of your own and how you might be helping others to navigate theirs as well. It's funny, over the past weekend, I had a completion with a business partner and a program that we had been partnering in for 10 years. And I had the opportunity to address the group. And in my sort of final remarks to the group, I said, I'm completing this chapter of my life 
seeing myself completely different than I saw myself when I entered. And I see truly myself as all my least attorney glory. And it was so profound because my message to the group was, please do whatever it takes for you to see yourself the way that I see you, the possibilities I see for you, the power that I see of you, because I am absolutely 100% no different than you. And any story that you have that says that I have something that you don't have, so I could do it and you can't do it is all bullshit. And I feel like that is like, that's the crux of it all is that it is 100 million percent an inner game as to how we own our beingness, our mastery, our expertise, what makes us unique, our comfortable in our skin, our body, all of that. We're, we're responsible for it. And, you know, my message to this group was like, do whatever it takes, do whatever it takes to get out of your own way from whatever you see is blocking you. Do whatever it takes because your mission is at stake. And it's the people that have these businesses that are mission inspired on purpose that are going to heal this planet. Beautiful. I love it. Well, and what that speaks to also is, you know, you value your own vision and you're really inviting them to value their vision as well. I'd love to have you talk a little bit though about, you know, the journey to get to the Lisa Cherney that you are now, because I remember when we first connected with one another, you know, it's funny because I just had another person on the show who I interviewed just before you. And I had been seeing her for years being in a certain place and she's finally saying yes to it. And I could see you back then. And, and now you've blossomed like you've really stepped into and fully embodied who you are here to be. And you're talking the walk and you're walking the talk, but it wasn't always that way. So I'd love to have you share with our listeners, especially around this kind of holy grail of having a seven-figure business, right? There's a lot of, for years, the holy grail was have a six-figure business. And then it became now have a seven-figure business because the bar is always being raised, obviously. And so is, uh, you know, the cost of living. Can you talk about that whole journey of first wanting it, then having it, and then leaving it behind? I remember there was a time where I was afraid to say I wanted a seven-figure business because I had a belief that I would be working too hard. And then an inner game shift for me was I could have it and I can create it any way I want. And so then I allowed myself to have it. And I was determined that it wasn't going to mean that I was working too hard. In fact, one of the events that made that business successful was called Six Figures on Your Terms, Full-Time Prosperity, Part-Time Hours, because that's so much of what I stood for. And so I did go for it with the seven-figure business. And I wanted, like, I just wanted that t-shirt really badly, you know? And the meaning that I put behind that was that it meant whatever, that I was smart or that I was successful, that I, you know, can conquer it, that I could put my mind to something, that, I, that people liked me and followed me and, all, what, you know, all of the meaning, which is such a great inquiry for those of you that have those kinds of bars you set. It's like, what meaning am I putting behind it? So there was all that meaning. And then 
I got to it, you know, in, in 2013 was my seven figure year. And in 2014, I was like, shit, I really not liking this business. And this is like, I'm not having fun the way I wanted to. And it's just, it's a lot to hold and there's too many moving parts and I have this big team and all these expenses. And, and oh, by the way, all the things that I know that I need to do to grow it, to like, to defray some of those expenses and all that. I didn't want to put more butts in seats. I didn't want to do launches. I didn't want to do any of the things that I knew I needed to do. So I was sort of at this standstill and, you know, I GFR'd with myself and I let it go and I dismantled it. Oh, it took about a year and a half because, you know, I had sold things, right. That were a year long. And then I had an event that was planned and I decided, well, I was only going to sell six months. And anyway, it took a long time, but the decision of course was the monumental thing. And it was freaking scary. I did not know. I did not know what I was going to do next. I did not have a plan. I just one thing I knew about myself and I've known for a long time was that I have a low tolerance for not being happy. And I just couldn't sit, I couldn't sit in that sort of knowing of like, especially since I was teaching people to create a business that they love. I just, I, you know, I couldn't stay there. So I, I made a really tough decision to, to let it go. Yeah. It's what's interesting that I'm hearing there is like, you were really clear that you couldn't be incongruent. And what wants to be asked right now is you know, how do you navigate when it actually, you discern that you're incongruent, you make the decision that you don't want to be incongruent anymore, but then you have to literally appreciate the 18 month time delay. Like how do you navigate walking through that period of dismantling something and knowing that as long as you're in it, you're still not fully congruent, but also knowing that you have to walk through it. Can you talk a little bit about that journey? Yeah. You know, it's like uh, moving, you know, and you decide you're going to move and it's exciting to find the new place. And then you got to do all the freaking packing. And I always want to just, you know, like wiggle my nose, like the I dream of genie, you know, and just fast forward because it sucks. (laughs) So it does suck, you know, and yet it sucks less because you have made a decision, you, you know, have the new place, you know, in mind, in my case, I didn't have the new place, but the new place was like absence of the thing that was just, you know, uncomfortable. And I think it is, the secret is really being comfortable in the ambiguity, in the abyss, you know, in the not knowing, like really relaxing into the freaking not knowing, which was now that I'm thinking about it, sort of the beginning of my GFR, like birthing is, you, you know, now I, 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 on a day-to-day basis, I'm like reveling in the not knowing, oh, what's today? You know, we were just talking about that things. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, I wonder what's going to show up and, mm-hmm. you know, really not having attachment. And so, yeah. So I think, you know, it's sort of like anything that we resist persists, right? We all know that, but like what, so in this case, what that means is like, okay, this is going to be kind of uncomfortable. I'm not going to know what's next. I remember running numbers with my CPA and my accountant and at the time I had a CFO and running all these numbers and trying to figure out how could I make this work and how long is my cash flow and what I, you know, like all, and, and, you know, funny, I look back at Emerald, it's like, none of that was useful at all because I, you know, it was just like, it was like comfort zone, you know, to try to crunch the numbers or whatever. But it was like, there's no number crunching when you're like sort of, you know, letting go and letting the divine lead. It's just, it's kind of like the divine laughs, right? God, God laughs when we plan. So God yeah. laughs when we, when we crunch numbers. <laughs> 
Yeah, God does have some specific numbers that he, she likes, and they're usually very esoteric numbers like 3.1415 or things like that that aren't really linear, you know, like the Fibonacci number that's a spiral. Yeah, definitely not linear. <laughs> definitely not linear. Well, so the other thing that I heard in that was, you know, as you were disintegrating, it was really making the decision, Right. So the decision actually carried you through the disintegration process. And then you did pick up some, you know, patterns of behavior, like talking to your CFO that you now in retrospect know were, you know, just self-soothing behaviors. (laughs) But as you went through that, you were also germinating deep within you. You were in the creation of GFR. And so we are going to go to break right now. But when we come back, we're going to dive deep into Get Fucking Real and the GFR, the 12 commandments, and talk about the genesis of what happened for you as you were doing the dismantling and the creation simultaneously. But right now we are going to take a short break and Wickedly Smart Women, we need your help. If you're enjoying the show and want us to stay on air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Thanks to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We have almost a hundred ratings and reviews and the show's only been on the air for a couple of months, which is pretty amazing. And we're already an Apple top 75 ranked show in the entrepreneurship category. So yay, Wickedly Smart Women. Thank you for that. And um, I do want to give a shout out to one of our latest countries. We have now 19 countries that are downloading. And today I want to shout out to Israel. So thank you for listening. And we will be right back with Lisa Journey. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with the lovely Lisa Cherney. I want you to find out more about her 12 commandments to get fucking real. And I want to tell you, that I have been, as soon as she put this out, I was like, okay, I got to do this right away. And so I have been engaged myself in uh, working some of the commandments. And I also was on her show, her Get Fucking Real podcast, which definitely you want to tune into that. So I want you to have those. And so does Lisa. You can get the 12 commandments at gfr.life 
forward slash 12C, and we'll have that in the show notes for you. So Lisa, let's talk about these commandments. First of all, you know, what I know about them is that they're the culmination of 20 plus years of your deep, deep work with hundreds of, if not thousands of individuals and groups of people who are attempting to create something out of nothing, right? And who are working to be both sole purpose-based and mission-based as well as entrepreneurial. So can you talk about how this emerged for you as you were in that disintegration process? Did you all of a sudden have all 12 of them come at once in a giant download Or did you start applying some of the things that you were telling the people you were working with to yourself? Or, you know, was there some other way that this whole body of work emerged for you? It started to emerge while I was leading these, you know, big groups of mission-based business owners that had made a significant investment to work with me over a long period of time. And I think that those things are important because when you give a green light to the universe and you put some skin in the game, there's a crucible that happens. And I discovered, a, you know, I've been doing that for 20 years, about probably eight years in, I discovered that there was this pattern that would happen for the mission-driven entrepreneur that created a huge up-level within their own like personal development, you know, spiritual growth, and also in their work. And that pattern looked really crappy. Like it was, it was like dark night of the soul, like just you know, they couldn't recognize what was going on. It was super frustrating. It happened very often to people that had made an investment and given this green light. And they're kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why is this all happening to me? And I I named it the wormhole because I could see it very much as that anomaly in space that we see in science fiction movies where the spaceship goes in, gets super shaky all around, you know, and they don't know where they're, they pop out the other side and they can't even locate themselves like on the map. Like, and they're usually have, traveled into the future. So this is the entrepreneur's, you know, wormhole now called the GFR wormhole, you know, just updating my branding. But for years, it was called the entrepreneur's wormhole. And really, when I distinguished it, it was a huge sigh of relief every time I shared it because it was so familiar. Mm -hmm. And it's familiar because the mission-driven entrepreneur, their business usually is initially initiated and conceived through some kind of struggle that they went through. Like, and people, you know, always I ask people to raise your hand, is, is your business inspired by something you went through or something you want to help other people make sure they don't go through? And 99% of the people raise their hand. So I was teaching that for years. So the show, the GFR show is, that is what we do. We tell these stories. Your episode number 18 is amazing. And you want to like dive deep into this woman's journey, go listen to episode 18 on my show. And so alongside of that, I had a particular keen perceptible pattern that was emerging with people that I was working with closely and these very distinctive ways that they would get in their way. And they would get in their way, they would get in the way of them using investments that they had made, you know, systems and things that they had said, I want to, you know, buy this, you know, eight step boot camp thing that's going to help me X, Y, Z. And then they just wouldn't use it or they, it would get in their way, right? And it would get in the way of the impact they wanted to make, which really is the heart of it. It's like they, you know, they just were not feeling fulfilled. And so about a year and a half ago now, I was ready for the next thing to emerge. 
and I was on a plane as all awesome things get birthed on airplanes. And I started just to sort of journal and make notes and highlight on some other work that I had been doing where I was trying to distill how I helped people. And one by one by one, these principles, these, these notions, these guidelines that I had said over and over and over and over again emerged. And I had these 12 things. Now, Emerald, I didn't know what they were. I just had 12 things. And so as I got more clear and the, you know, I knew I needed to help people get real because I knew I needed to live in that space that was like that space where they were getting in their way. And then I inserted the F because it is activating. It calls people up. It wakes them up. You know, it has so much awesome sexual and like impactful energy. It's just a great word, right? And then I realized these 12 things were the 12 GFR commandments and it is the roadmap for getting real. Mm, Beautiful. Well, I've been working GFR number eight, which is stopping when things are either working or not working. It doesn't matter. Just stop. Sometimes you just have to stop. And so I've been working that one pretty heavily. And I've also been working number five. And uh, I can't remember the one that I talked about on your show. I think it was maybe number two. So they're highly valuable and they're so deep and they're so, yeah, what I want to say is working with the 12 GFR commandments is a transformational journey within a container that is so clear that even though you might be wormholing, the shaking is less because you have these coordinates that you can like point to with the commandments. So I, I just want to drop that I love into that. The space. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's like you can be more intentional with the change process uh, with these coordinates. They're like stepping stones. And sometimes change is not linear. Change can be very... It's never linear. <laughs> organic. Yeah. It's super organic. So like I'm, I'm okay, I'm on eight now, but I did two and then I did five. And yes. so... Yeah, I, I'm not going through the 12 GFR commandments. They're not. They're not. Way. And they're sure. not meant they're not to meant be that to be way. Linear. Yeah, they're yeah. not meant to be linear. There is one through 12, but they're, you know, and each, just to, to share a little bit of nuance about them that I know that you appreciate, there's a commandment. So number eight that you're so fond of right now says, know that sometimes stopping is the most lucrative action to take. And then there's a confession question for each of the commandments because I'm a trainer and a teacher by nature. And I'm like, okay, I can't just give people commandments. I have to let them give them some kind of inquiry so they could see if that's the one they're supposed to be working on. So the confession question is, where do I need to pause or stop? but haven't because of fear. Mm. Oh, and that just like drops you in and you're like, okay, <sighs> is that mine? Is that, is that the one that's speaking to me? So we, we, I always say like the directions are like, read the confession questions and the one that hits you in the gut, that's the one that you're supposed to work on then. Yeah, beautiful. So the question that I have for you now, I want to talk specifically about fear in the entrepreneurial realm. And I would say that the biggest fear, I mean, in the entrepreneurial realm, this is what I've seen, fear of speaking fear of being seen, fear of being on the big stage, fear of visibility, fear of being on the video camera, fear of your message needs to be watered down or it's, you know, people aren't going to like you. Like there's so many fears when people step in. But I think the big kahuna fear is, am I going to be able to have enough money to do what I'm here to do, to pay myself, to do all of those things? So I'd love to have you dive in a little bit to your relationship with money as a leader, as an entrepreneur, and in helping the people that you help. Is there a specific commandment that might fit with money? I definitely would say 
commandment number eight fits, but there may be another one that's a better commandment when it's specific to this money relationship piece. It's funny, as you were talking about all those fears, what I heard was it's all a fear of being real and authentic and being liked. Or not liked. Or not liked. You know, and one of the things that I talk about is being unapologetically you, which is way easier said than done. But when you think about what makes that not so easy, not, not so easy done is everything you talked about, right? Is I'm, I'm fear, I have fear of speaking, I have fear of being seen, I fear all of that. And that impacts the money, right? Whereas we think about it, you know, upside down where we think about, you know, I need the money. And so that I need to like, I better speak and I better be seen and I better get that marketing thing down and I better get that sales thing down. And what I think that the 12 commandments do is it turns, it turns it right side up and has you start from the inside out and the freaking money will come. It just does. It does. And, and just take my word for it. Take, you know, Emerald's word for it. It does come. And what stops the flow is all of the self-doubt. So like GFR commandment number six is have faith in yourself and your mission. And the confession question is, what would I do differently if I had faith in myself and my mission? That is such a freaking loaded question because that in itself is going to reveal to you where you are holding yourself back. And I'm so sorry, y'all. I have bad news for you. You are 99.9% responsible for where you are not realizing the vision that you have. And that's why I've decided just to live here in the GFR space. And this is coming from somebody who used to really focus on marketing and I can focus on sales and I can focus on leveraging and I can, you know, and I, I hold space for, for clients to this day in that, but we're always working in the GFR space because that is where all the other stuff gets slowed down, gets muddy, gets fuzzy. People come to me, I need clarity. I said, no, you do not. You actually know exactly, you know, what you should be doing. You're just afraid, you know, you're afraid that you're not going to be loved. You're going to turn somebody off or, you know, whatever those fears are. So, you know, that's what I would say is I think the biggest clog in people's money pipeline is all the places that they are hiding. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. Well, if you are ready to stop hiding and start serving your purpose in a bigger, more profound, more satisfying way, I would highly recommend that you go to gfr.life forward slash 12c and get the commandments and start working them. And, And I have to say, they're not hard. They're not hard to work. They're so precise. There's so much precision in this 20-year distillation of what helps people to move that when you dive into them, the container is so clear and the impeccability with which Lisa has created this is so clear that it's like that little tiny, that little tiny elegant move that then makes everything run smoothly everything runs smoothly. So please go to gfr.life forward slash 12c and avail yourself of this power tool. And Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure to have you and I'm grateful for your presence in the world and I'm grateful for your, you know, just everything that you're about, your spunkiness, your sexiness, your your get fucking realness, your authenticity, your kindness your genuineness, and I just really want to celebrate you in the highest way possible. So 
thank you so much for being with us. And maybe we'll have you back again because we could actually spend hours doing, doing this conversation with one I'd another. I'd love to come back. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of the show by calling into our listener line. We will have that for you in the show notes. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. I also want to let you know that I have a new quiz for you to help you become more aware of how ready you are for wealth. And you can take the wealth readiness quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. It's really fun. You can be done in less than seven minutes and you'll get your results instantly. So I'd love to have you do that. And uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are wonderful women. Thanks for tuning in, downloading and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.